0: all right inappropriate earl back in the house we took about a month off because daddy actually had some gigs lined up and shit and uh also to be honest with you i couldn't get anyone to come to my house last month working on someone from the cast from die hard the original movie i don't want to jinx it but it's a lot of hoops and whistles a lot i think jesus this guy hasn't worked in 30 years you'd think he'd be down to do a podcast but uh, that's Welcome to My World, and uh, you know I'll do a review of Skank Fest, which is where I was at last week in New York. Naked Roast Battle was the site for sore eyes, and I've never felt so good about myself ever. Uh, I learned a lot of things about male comics, including that they don't like to groom. Guys, if you've got a small dick, groom. That's all I'm saying. It makes it look bigger. And uh, also do a sit-up every now and then. If you're going to do something called Naked Roast Battle, it just pays off. Uh, but now I'm back, and I couldn't think of a better person to get back an inappropriate earl with other than... I think he's done uh, two or three episodes, and uh, he's the newest paid regular at the Comedy Store. One of the stars of Roast Battle Season 2 we were so much alike. We finished in the same position. We're it's the third place finisher from season one, interviewing the third place finisher from season two.
1: Uh, two two bronzed idols.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. It's you know silver was not in the cards for us. <laughs> Give it up for the lovely and talented. Mr. Joe Dosh.
1: Hi. Good to be back, Earl. I believe this is my fourth appearance on Inappropriate Earl.
0: You've had three individuals uh-huh. and one where we had a... Uh, oh
1: my, uh, The Drag Race review with Feng Chow and Steven Randolph. That's right.
0: Which is why you are back today. Yes, yes. Because we're going to do a review of season nine, mm-hmm. uh, which was uh, just concluded last week. I don't know how many of my fans watch RuPaul's Drag Race. But uh, I don't know if there's been a podcast with a review of any season where it's a straight guy Mm -hmm. and a gay man's take on the goings on. Because maybe you and I look at it from different, you know, like I would have. Well, let's read the contestants. Right, right. First of all,
1: those of you who listen who are not in a drag race, like you you don't know what you want. Daddy knows what you need.
0: So. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not just about pro wrestling and hockey on this show. <laughs> it's
1: about your one other interest in life. It's about Roast Battle. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. And the, the, the many controversies mm-hmm. that that show has caused my life. Yep. But both pro- professional and personal. But
1: we do a couple of things here in Inappropriate We talk about Roast. We talk about Drag Race. We talk about Earl's Enemies List. And that's what you tuned in for, folks.
0: Which is slightly lesser than what it was. Oh, I regret saying anything last weekend. <laughs> Uh, many of you know uh, the main event, Naked Roast Battle, mm-hmm. was Keith Carey. See, I can say his name now.
1: Oh, that's an improvement. And, that makes me happy. Uh
0: Lindsey Jennings and uh, Keith won. And that was a good battle. Good. And, uh, you know, there's no uh, flare-ups or whatever. Yeah, so I can, uh, put the, can put the beef to rest. More or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, still some issues I have. But if hey,
1: all, I, only Keith could put the beef down
0: you know uh we got along he did well you know a lot of people uh you know i've judged battles i know Mm -hmm. you've uh you and i were at a battle one night we were yeah where where every uh, gay
1: person i remember there were like four gay people on that night and they all got their asses kicked
0: (laughs) it's not a good night for homosexuals no
1: not at all because i think
0: gay roasters Mm -hmm. at least with roast battle Mm -hmm. or hell do uh No, it seems like they're held to a loftier standard.
1: It's sort of like, yeah, it's like if it's like black people in basketball, like gay people do need to be able to take our revenge out on the world we resent wittily, I think.
0: And I think black roasters Mm -hmm. uh, are held to, you know, you take a huge black guy that's on stage in the belly room, it's like, this guy better be good. Where if it's just a big white guy, it's like, oh, they suck, it's all good. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. just checking the sound. Okay, everyone. I'm a one man operation here. Yeah, yeah. And I'm very paranoid ever since my episode with Doug Fager.
1: See, this is what you people do. You know, look, you you put all your demands upon Precious Earl. He's here just slaving away. For your entertainment, not a word of gratitude.
0: Never made a dollar on this podcast, and I'm proud to say it. (laughs) Got a a free pair of hockey gloves from uh, ProStockHockey.com. Thank you very much. Oh, that's
1: nice. Good for them.
0: Well, it was pretty cool. It was like a $200 pair of gloves. uh, Thank you very much. And thank you... To Stephen Piercy, the singer from R.A.T., who provides the mic knuckles that I am holding. He uses them in concert. Thank you, Mr. Piercy. And Stevie Rochelle from the band Tough provides the music for Inappropriate Earl. It's a group effort to get this show into the top 12,000 podcasts of iTunes. So we're going to uh, do an Inappropriate Earl review of... RuPaul's Drag Race. Season 9. I thought I'd name the contestants. Mm. Full disclosure, I am cheating. I'm reading the Wikipedia page. Well, you get a little older, your memory goes. I, absolutely. <laughs> but the dick still works.
1: Yeah, that's Look, that's what's important.
0: Trust me on that one. If you ask anyone who saw Naked Roast Battle mm-hmm. what the highlight of the show was, I think uh, my body part. Ask Jay Okerson what he liked. Oh about my. The show. Heavens. Uh, all right, so we got uh, James Mansfield, mm-hmm. Kimora Black, yeah. Charlie Hydes, Eureka, yeah. the returning contestant, which I don't like when they bring someone back, but I get it. But Then again, I was bitching about not being brought back for season yeah, two. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You beat me to it there, Queen. <laughs> uh,
0: Cynthia Lee Fontaine, Aja, Faramone, who was my favorite. Me too. Uh, the controversial Valentina, Ugh. Nina Bonina Brown, Alexis Michelle, Trinity Taylor, Shea Coulee, mm-hmm. Peppermint, and the winner, Sasha Valour. Sasha Valour, which I was happy that she won. You know, I
1: I am too. I have to say, going through the whole season, I would go so far to say as I didn't like her through the whole season, but I really felt like. I, I felt like she thought she was way smarter than she was. I thought she talked about it. I thought she talked the talk of being a brilliant conceptual artist way more than actually showing it. And, you know, I just like I, I, through the whole season, I felt like, OK, if I were named the, like the top five smartest queens throughout the show, I would have made, called Sasha Velour a respectable six out of the whole thing. But but she would just kept going on and on and on about how just what a what a genius she was is what the whole fucking season was. But I swear to God, I felt at the finale, it was like finding out that that uh, Kevin Spacey was Kaiser Sose all along and it completely changed the whole movie. I feel like I got Sasha Valour right at the end, and I was so happy that she won. Whatever like she that the finale was the missing part of Sasha Valour for me, and now I love her.
0: See, I didn't like the finale. Yeah. But let's get into mm. what the contestants won. Yeah. Just so mm. you non-RuPaul fans... And I guess, is this available on... Uh, people miss the season and they want to say, oh, this show sounds interesting. Where yeah. can people watch this? It is on iTunes
1: and you could steal it, I'm sure. <laughs> oh,
0: thank you! Yeah. Just like I'm dying up here. Yeah, thank yeah. you guys for the support. <laughs> Unbelievable. Now that I'm a- directly affected by yeah. illegal downloading, uh, please, just... Just pay for fucking Showtime. Yeah, it's up, not that much. Cough
1: up the three bucks an episode, you goddamn bums.
0: And all you haters on that show, uh, it sucks. It doesn't portray comedy like it does. Geez, same ones who are asking me how to audition for mm-hmm. it. Yeah, thank you very much. Same, same people. Thing.
1: Same people gonna hit you up for potluck time, aren't
0: they? Oh yeah, same thing with roast battle. Yeah. Oh, that show sucks. It's it's just you know mean spirited. Or the same ones asking me, hey, who do you think I should battle?
1: Yeah, little, a lot of Weisenheimers oh, out there. The worst, yes, the absolute worst. A lot of people business. who need an attitude adjustment.
0: This business is the worst. You
1: know, I'm glad to hear you say that. I've been feeling that way too. Like I've been like lighting. I've been writing a lot of manifestos in my head against Hollywood recently, and I'm actually doing well. So I can't
0: imagine. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, that's why I think you and I have always bonded mm-hmm. uh, because you're the real deal. Like, oh, thank you. But it's true, though. You say. Uh, you call people out on, on their bullshit if <laughs> it's I? needed. Well, you're honest with people, <laughs> thank you. You know, if like if I had my zipper, mm-hmm. my fly down, you, you would say in front of a group of people, not to be a dick, hey, Earl, your flies, you know, mm-hmm. you would just say it, yeah, instead of everyone. Th- okay,
1: <laughs> I unzipped it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're talking to my dick two minutes earlier, yeah, but yeah. I mean,
0: uh, and there's always a bit of sexual tension between you and I, oh, yeah, it I works say so. The greatest undercard battle of all time. Oh, I agree. Has the fans voted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this business is just insane mm-hmm. with the, the stress that it puts on us. Yeah. But let's get to yes. what, the, uh, the, what they were competing for. Mm-hmm. America's next drag superstar. Uh-huh. Now, I got to be honest with you. And you might say this about all reality shows. Mm-hmm. I find the winners fairly forgettable. Like, I don't remember who won two seasons ago. I remember mm-hmm. Bob the Drag Queen. Mm-hmm. But, like, I couldn't tell you who won American Idol two years ago. Yeah. Do you find the same? Or? No, I,
1: no, I I don't, actually. Really? But yeah, I remember Bob the Drag Queen. I remember Violet Chachki. I think Violet Chachki, even though she won and even though she's tremendously respected, I still find her tremendously underappreciated. I think she is no disrespect to anybody. I think she's one. she's one of my favorite artists. Not just drag performers she i find I find her amazing in what she's doing. I really really think she you know, and of course you remember Bianca del Rio How could you not?
0: I only remember Bianca and Bob mm-hmm. because they're comics yeah um, and I've seen Bob on a few shows, yep yeah. I was lucky enough to go with the the legendary Annabelle DeSisto. Mm-hmm. do you know her
1: not not well no
0: uh she's the best she dragged me to see the rupaul's stand-up oh yeah uh at the i think it was at the alex theater which is where the finale uh was for season Mm -hmm. nine and i thought oh man this is gonna be horrible it's just drag queens trying to do comedy and everyone killed Mm -hmm. Now maybe it was the crowd and it was just their wheelhouse yeah like when i play in front of mid-50s metalheads yeah It's my zone. Exactly. What is your target audience?
1: My target, you know, that's a very interesting question. Um, I kind of find, like, when I'm in front of, like, sweaty dudes in their late 20s (laughs) who have, like, a vaguely, like, punkish identity, like, counterculture people, but not, like, Silver Lake people, people in, like, people who live in places like Reno who are like, man, fuck this town. People who like live in places like Reno and voted for Bernie Sanders. They are my fucking people, for the most part. Um,
0: but I've seen you kill at the comedy that's store. True. Oh yeah, which is not easy. No, when you're going on late night like you and I. Yeah. Because the just, crowd, the crowd's been sure, sure. Every where you've been, mm-hmm. Trump sucks. Yeah, they've heard it all by yep. twelve. Yeah, yeah.
1: I tell you what, too. Like if I walk into a room and I see a bunch of dudes in like tool T shirts, it's going to be a good show. <laughs>
0: See that would be petrify yeah. me if I saw that. Mm-hmm. I need to see poison and rat shirts. <laughs> Tool too is too recent for you. <laughs> Tool is. Uh, I think the last new band I got into was Weezer. Yeah, but oh uh, and Bowling for Soup.
1: Oh God, I remember when we were doing we were doing roast battle at the Riot Fest, which is a little alt fest, not a little alt fest. It's good. remember. But God, just you came out in you, you're fucking. Malcolm in the Middle outfit over a Weezer t-shirt and a scarf. Just just watching you try to be hip was just... It was just sad. It was just... But that's how I like to dress. Kind of to, no, it's not. I really... I have never seen you wear that goddamn outfit except at Riot Fest when you're trying to, like... You look like you were going to, like, barge in and ruin your daughter's sleepover. <laughs>
0: well, you know, I... I you know, I figured <laughs> Olivia's going to have the crowd. Oh yeah. So I got to like try and blend in with the locals. There it is. But I do love Weezer. I mean, the scarf, I actually have really gotten into wearing scarves. You
1: you you looked like if if you were an undercover cop you would have been shot in 5 seconds. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, I was just trying to throw Olivia off because I thought, okay, she's going to have jokes about me wearing, you know, rat shirts. That's and, tr-
1: oh. and, and
0: I'm all about strategy in roast battle. Mm-hmm. Nine uh, steps ahead. And uh, that was a, that. Riot was, uh, you know, it was a great battle. Yeah, great night. I mean, uh, yeah. Sertian and Guy Branum and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I, de- I definitely was what they would call a palm into the audience.
1: Oh, there it is. That's that's all I wanted you to say. Doesn't it feel better to, to just admit it?
0: But I kind of like the look <laughs> I had that night. <laughs> just admit. Me, I'm 48. I, I was dressed like Salvador uh, Dali that it, night.
1: It was a me. spin job. <laughs> you know, you know um, what am I going to do? By the way, speaking of drag queens doing comedy and failing horribly, let's talk about our favorite queen ever, Pheromone. Which I'm so happy to hear that you like her, too, because she might be my favorite queen in the whole series.
0: Well, Any I look season. at this show uh, as which one would I fuck if mm-hmm. I didn't know they were a guy? Yeah. It's probably not what RuPaul and, and the producers want to hear. Right. But, uh, she looked like Brett Michaels from Poison. Yeah. Um, A lot of surgery. Mm-hmm. But she's open about it. Yep. Which I kind of liked. Yeah. Like, you know, our dear friend, Lindsay Jennings, Mm -hmm. she likes sex. She's open about it. I can appreciate that. (laughs) Uh, And Pheromone was very open about it. Yeah, I've I've had a lot of work done. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But I didn't think it looked like... You tell me, because you have a better, probably, plastic surgeon Mm -hmm. eye than I do. What did she have done? Cheeks?
1: I don't know. But it's so... Like, I remember I noticed when she did her confessionals and like just candid shots of her in the workroom, there was something very strikingly different about her face that I really could not put a finger on.
0: But the lips, the Mm cheekbones, I would say... It's uh,
1: something to do with the cheeks, definitely.
0: Living on Larrabee for 16 years, (laughs) I've seen a lot of surgeries. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say uh, minimum cheek implants, Mm -hmm. definitely a nose job. Yep. Uh, Maybe... See, not a chin implant, but something going on there. Lips, definitely. What is that? Uh, fillers. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, the um, not botox injections. Right.
0: Yep. Um, botox in the forehead. She didn't have a wrinkle, but she. Uh, let me see. I'm looking. She's only 22. Oh, only twenty three. Well, yeah. From Las Vegas, but at yep. uh, twenty three in Las Vegas is like 33. that's true. Uh, that's
1: yeah. That's on the money.
0: Because you do you still do drag or not really?
1: I have no, not really. I mean, I haven't in forever. I just really have occasion
0: to, you know. Um, would you ever do like a serious stand-up show in drag?
1: Yeah, that'd be fun. You know what it is like? I know Samantha, my good friend Samantha Hale. She runs a show at Mickey's here in West Hollywood. She asked me if I wanted to host it in drag sometime, which would be fun. But like, they do a serious drag show afterwards. I, to be honest, I would just be, I would be embarrassed, like to do it because I'm not good at it at all. Like, I don't know how to do makeup at all and like if i were in drag and like professional drag queens come in i would just feel like a complete shithead i couldn't it would be embarrassing
0: and Mickey's, by the way at the end of my street of course yeah of, of course i could literally hear the stand up if mm-hmm. i go on my balcony you can hear the stand up which is absolutely horrifying <laughs> sometimes but just it is that a good show, show
1: sometime
0: uh i don't know samantha but i'm down to do it yeah i'll introduce yeah i mean i i did uh i used to do comedy at uh, it is now, uh, what's, the, it's Revolver. I guess I did it at Revolver. It was a couple other. Uh, they
1: had a stand-up show at Revolver?
0: I'm talking 10 plus years ago. Oh, and okay. uh It was all right. And right. then I actually had the last show ever at Trunks. Oh, uh, They did stand-up.
1: I remember the Trunks show. That was a good show. Well,
0: you know, I'm a giver. Yeah. I like to give back to the community. Mm-hmm. And there was a crazy open-miker mm-hmm. by the name of Gaylord Dangler. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> It was like a white Boone shakalaka. Yeah. Just crazy. Yeah. But everyone, could, he was much more lovable than Boone. Sure. So I said, I'm going to get this guy a good gig. Mm. Gaylord, there's a show of trunks tonight. You're going to close it out. It's a gay bar, older guys primarily. Just do your thing, but don't do any anti-gay jokes or mm. whatever. So he goes up there, first 15 minutes, they're loving him. Standing mm. ovation, essentially. And then he starts in with AIDS jokes, and uh, good. the bartender who was like Lou Ferrigno but gay mm-hmm. just turns the mic off, <laughs> shuts the lights on, and goes, "That's it, guys." And they've never had comedy at Trunks again. Oh, there you go. Now, do you know why it's called Trunks? No, I don't. And we're going to talk about RuPaul.
1: <laughs> it's because of
0: dicks. Like Someone told me. Mm-hmm. That if you have anal sex, if you are a bottom, mm-hmm. if you have anal sex enough that your your hole, oh, <laughs> I okay, your uh, your uh, anus mm-hmm. starts to take on the visuality of an elephant's trunk. Is that
1: true? I I, I think that's apocryphal. <laughs> I,
0: Which makes oh, because in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows where I live. Mm-hmm. It's deep in the heart. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of the gay bars have, um, I like guess, innuendo names. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the Mother Lode. Yep. Which is so nasty. Yeah. that <laughs> so really is. So gross. Yeah. Uh, a bar. There's, uh, I think, Spike. Yep. Several other. Uh, uh, that sounds plausible.
1: There's a really, really great new leather bar up in the valley called The Bullet. And it's like. I used to go to uh, fuck was it, uh, the Eagle in Silver Lake a lot, but that actually got kind of a lot less nasty in recent years, so it's as if all the nasty people from the Eagle made their way up to the bullet in North Hollywood, and it is right in like, like right in Burbank, right in the middle of a Burbank residential area, like there are like leather daddies, like spilling out, like right in the middle of Flanders country, in like Friday nights in the middle, I just, I just love it, I love everything about it.
0: Now, how would I, if I walked into a leather bar in my leathers, and you know I have Varvatos leather head to toe. Yeah. Thank you very much, John. Uh How would I be received in a leather bar?
1: Very well. Very, very well. I wish I had a bar like this. Uh, Probably what would happen is, well, first of all, the staff would be annoyed because they would have to mop up the blood from me and Samir Suri killing each other for the chance to sniff the inside of your leathers after you had a good dancer too two, uh, and, and thank you.
0: I love you, Samir Suri. If mm-hmm. you're listening, yeah, quite possibly the gayest man I've ever met. Oh, she's met. listening, yeah. I uh, no, I mean, when I say someone's the gayest guy I've ever met, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. saying something, yeah.
1: Samir is like a 60 year old menopausal Jewish lady, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> who I love watching, uh, do roast battle because oh, yeah. it's <laughs> it's just he sachets to the stage. Oh, he's he's but, wonderful. So follow Samir Suri, uh, yeah. S A M E E R, might be an underscore s u r i on twitter instagram he's he's a great great guy very Mm -hmm. funny comic uh so all right let's get back to we kind of
1: back to drag race back to drag race. a little
0: well i don't plan anything on this podcast even when we have a set subject Mm -hmm. i knew we were going to be talking about leather bars and silver like eventually yeah i just wish they had like a straight bar where i could go in and just like they don't have bars like that for You'd straight people. you
1: think in Los Angeles, of all places, like you can't go into
0: like the Rainbow Rock and that. I mean, for me, it's the comedy store. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if I have a good set. Mm-hmm. And it's over. I've been on fire lately, girls. <laughs> Just talking about life's heartaches. <laughs> all right. Let's, so some of the okay. returning judges this yep. year, and this is another thing I want to get into, as mm-hmm. Michelle Visage. Yep. Uh, you know, who, she got a lot of nerve criticizing some of these queens when she looks like, you know, how she does some episodes.
1: You know, I got to say, even when I'm not feeling her attitude, I don't think she's... Michelle Visage has never really said anything that I thought was unfair.
0: Well, when she's criticizing someone's... Now, I've never... I have no uh, right to judge anyone's makeup because I don't do drag. Yeah. I don't you know how to put makeup on outside mm-hmm. of Kiss makeup. Yeah. Uh,
1: Which you have on right now.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, dressed as Gene Simmons. By the way, Paul Stanley had the best quote ever. And a lot of people think he might fly both ways, but whatever. I don't judge Mm -hmm. one of my favorite singers of all time. And I don't think it, it, let's say Paul Stanley Mm -hmm. floats with dudes every now and then. Let me get your input Uh in this. I don't think that's gay. When you have fucked thousands of women like he has. And you, uh, I'll be with a dude. To me, that's boredom.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, is it considered bisexual? Now, I guess. Well, here's. I think the very ki- pivotal difference is is has he slept with a few dudes, or does he sleep with a few dudes? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I if, don't know. Like, if in his multi-sexual history, if it has, if it happens that he's been with a thousand women and a few dudes here and there. I don't think that's gay, but if he's such a good person where he goes every now and then I want to sleep with the dude. Yes, I do think that counts as bisexual.
0: Well, I once sat next to him at a King game, which mm. is the hockey team in LA, by the way, Jax Taylor from Vanderpump rules will be coming on at some point to discuss the NHL draft and free agency period. A will plug there. Yeah. Thank you, Jax. Very nice man. Always gets back to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I but I was sitting next to uh Paul Stanley to my left and this older uh, woman to my right, the older woman clearly didn't know who he was. He gets up to go to the bathroom or something, and she whispers to me, who's that guy? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's Paul Stanley, the singer from Kiss. And she's like, do you know him? I'm like, I mean, not really, but I'm a fan. He's like, is he gay? He exudes yeah. a uh, not a feminine uh, quality, but... Uh, I don't know. Like he, he's well groomed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. So, like David Lee Roth, it's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, David Lee Roth probably at this point has to stick his dick in a cheese grater mm-hmm. to get off. Yeah. I mean, when you fucked for 40 years straight, mm-hmm. literally just hundreds of women every year. Oh, you look at a dude. It's like, oh, well, yeah, why not? Yeah. It's got to be, got to be tiring. I would say. Or if you were like, I mean, I can't say Liberace you just pounded dudes and would look at a girl and go, yeah,
1: I could see it. Most gay men have fucked a woman or, woman or two.
0: Cause you've been with women, though? Ne-
1: no, I never have. Really? I never, yeah. i fooled around. I've never never stuck my penis in a vagina, ever.
0: And it's just...
1: The only vagina I've been inside was my mother's. <laughs> see, that's the
0: Dosh wet right there. Yeah. Now. <laughs> uh, Is it just, like, like for me looking at, like, I remember once when Dolph Lundgren, Mm -hmm. who I just saw the other day, I won't say what gym because I don't want to, like, ruin his Mm -hmm. privacy, but, like, 20 years ago, I saw him go into a gym, and I just looked at this guy, and I was like, wow, this guy's fucking beautiful. I mean, like, he is, like, flawless. But I had no desire to, like... I could admit another man's beauty, oh, I yeah. guess. Is it the same thing with women and you like? Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. It's like you look at like a woman who's really, really beautiful, like, oh wow, she's gorgeous. But then when, like when I would actually think about having sex with them, it's like letting all the air out of the balloon. It's like, ah oh, uh, oh, no, you. That'd be terrible. Yeah, I mean, I,
0: I just can't picture having sex with a dude.
1: I remember when I was like a kid and kids are starting to figure out what masturbating was. We were talking about it. And they're like, yeah, it's like when you get a picture of a girl and you rub your wiener a bunch and stuff comes out, and it's re- really feels really good. I remember tried doing it, and I was just thinking, like these guys are assholes. This doesn't
0: this doesn't work. I mean, I remember, I actually remember the first time I jacked off. Yeah, uh, was the opening uh, shower scene in Dress to Kill with Angie Dickinson. Mm,
1: Angie Dickinson. <laughs>
0: And she was in the shower. Oh,
1: even if you, even even your masturbation fantasies are old.
0: Well, I fuck. I'm old. I'm forty. I, I was
1: expecting to hear Tawny Cathey. Well, I definitely jacked off to Tawny Cathey.
0: Dickinson. And uh, thank you, Tawny oh, Katane.
1: That, that really sexy May West. She's a real humdinger.
0: Well, I mean, you know, it, it's you know, yeah. Uh, I but, was in
1: a Nickelodeon jerking off to Marlena Dietrich.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm going to outlive all these guys. Yeah. Because I'm going to live forever. Yeah, yeah. I'm just coming
1: all over the Zoe trope. Or whatever. So you
0: fucking comics out there keep eating and drinking and doing drugs. Mm-hmm. I'll get on TV eventually. <laughs> there won't be anyone left to put on. Yeah, I'll be dead. I'll get new faces in Montreal one of that's, these years. That's your,
1: so your, pl- your plan to get on new faces is to wait for all these young people
0: to die yeah. <laughs> until there's no one left. It's a sound strategy. Yeah, as sound as any. Forty-eight. I, I don't think they're gonna call me, but uh, you know, who knows? Uh, who knows? Their loss. That's what I say. Well, uh, you know, I got on to the great show known as Rose Battle. hmm Thank you very much. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Brian.
0: Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Jeff Ross, and Comedy Central. Really, I like thank you from the bottom of my heart. Ugh. Shameless. For giving me such an easy bracket. Thank you.
1: Oh, the shamelessness of it. Speaking yeah. of shameless plugging, I have made do you, you know, have you had Casey Moran on the show?
0: He is awesome. I think I've had him on uh, two or three times. He uh, is a good dude. He's uh, just a good yeah, he's uh,
1: However, his brother does work for Comedy Central, so the amount of just shameless ass-kissing that just goes around this young gentleman, usually not until they find usually they treat him like shit until they find out who his brother is. Uh, then they change their tune really you know, pretty quick. But my point is is I make a point to bust Casey Moran's balls mercilessly because no one in his life does it. And only I have the decency to treat him like a fellow comedian. I love it. And not, you know, some executive's lapdog. I won't have it.
0: Well, I was in uh, the parking lot with Casey, maybe about two months ago, at the comedy store. Mm-hmm. And there was a comic who we both know, mm-hmm. kind of being a dick to him, very dismissive, clearly did not know yeah who uh you know Casey's brother is and we won't say who but you know you can, yeah it doesn't really matter uh and I was just loving it going God dude, you know what damage you're doing to yourself right <laughs> now because this is someone who uh looks at roast battle as a possible vehicle for oh. them and I was just sitting there going God you know you have no I'm idea digging. so I mean you should be nice to everyone yeah it just pays. I was nice to Casey long before I knew mm-hmm. who his brother was. Well, you know what
1: I say? Virtue is its own reward, Earl. That's what I say.
0: You know, I believe that the, every day I do stand-up comedy. <laughs> you just never know oh. who people know. Yeah. And even if someone's an unknown comic, they might be an unknown comic who everybody likes. Then, you know. Yeah. Like, well, just
1: just to balance the tide a little bit, uh, Casey, if you're listening, you're a big, ugly idiot, and your life looks like a never-ending pasta-eating contest. Go fuck yourself. How
0: about that? Ah! And Casey... You're not going to get your ass kicked by kissed by me. If you're listening, Casey, I don't subscribe to Joe's feelings. <laughs> and uh, if there's an all-star season for Roast Battle, I see, think you're great.
1: See, Casey? I'm your friend. Earl is not your friend.
0: I'm becoming a bit of a Palmer.
1: It's oh, I, you, 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 the abyss gazes back, dear. Then you've spent
0: your life just fighting them, you know? I I broke down a few times. Mm -hmm. Several uh, people who I hold in high regard have come up to me recently going, dude, you really are a palmer. (gasps) And I couldn't argue with them. That is... Just trying to make it, man.
1: I'm just goofing around.
0: Just goofing around, so...
1: Palming, it, it truly is reaching, maybe it's just me, but I find it reaching epidemic proportions at the store as of late.
0: Now, for those of you who don't know, palming, and it's a phrase I, I don't know if I invented, but I think I certainly made it popular, Yeah, uh, is when you're just shaking everyone's hand, just being an ass kisser. Hey, great set. Yep. Uh, I literally had someone shake my hand about a year ago. It said, great set. And I was like, dude, I just got here. Mm. I haven't even gone up yet. And they're like, oh, uh, there must have been Ari Shaffir. Like, No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He's in New York. Yeah. What's the second fucking save?
1: Yeah, fucking uh, this gorgeous Adonis versus that fucking anorexic Tyrannosaurus that Ari looks like. Yeah, you're real (laughs) mistakable.
0: Well, we were sitting next together for Naked Roast. And uh, Uh, at one point, Ari Shafir rubbed his balls against me, which was... uh, His balls are legendary. Are they? Uh, So we got Michelle Visage. See, this is what I love about me and Joe. We mentioned a name and we... And, you know, 20 minutes later, getting to the second judge. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Ross Matthews. I don't really dig him. I got to go the other way on that. I I
1: didn't expect to like him. I kind of cringed when I heard he was going to be on, but I thought he was an excellent addition to to the show. And I like how he will disagree with Michelle and those two will go back and forth. So I think he's a great addition to the judges panel.
0: I think he's funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just uh, I think everyone who knows the episodes that I've talked about this show on I am a huge huge Santino oh, Rice fan. See,
1: man. that's how can I even take you seriously when nobody likes Santino Earl. He he he's a just a he's just a bore.
0: Well, I guess he's more my sense of humor. Uh, like I could I see myself as like a straight version of Santino, like Well,
1: the, I'm not arguing with you there.
0: The but. deep <laughs> You know that deep monotone yeah. kind of sarcastic you know, but
1: there's just no joie de vivre in Santino at all. Like you, you were just,
0: you exude life, Earl, you know, but I just, I have always, thank you yeah. very much.
1: Santino is one. Well, well. I kind of thought that, but you know what it is? Like Santino is like the Tommy of RuPaul's Drag Race to me. That's Miles really what it is. He and that's why you love him. That's why you love him. I think because in spite of everything, like, you know, we kind of, what would we do without our, you know, our antagonists, you know? Well, if it wasn't for
0: Tommy, I wouldn't be on TV. That's very true. Which is the ultimate mm -hmm, irony, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Because of the man who kept me down. Yep. For a decade. And I got so frustrated I made an alleged impression of him.
1: He kept you down to he kept you locked in a box to build up build up more pressure so you would have the energy to propel yourself to the heights you are today.
0: You had a plan, Earl. Well, I mean, the building's black. How am I supposed to concentrate? <laughs> I mean, the names are in white, but the goddamn building's in black. Uh, so yeah. I got my Tommy impression. <laughs> the, name, is the, na- the names and lineup are in white, all right. Yeah, well, I mean, I got something right. The names are in white. So okay? <laughs> now I'm in Buffalo. I got to start my car 40 minutes early. Say inside jokes yes. here. Tommy, the uh, ex-talent coordinator, who was outside of the rowdy Roddy piper episode uh of inappropriate all the second highest episode uh downloads oh yeah uh the first one uh he had to start his car like t- for 10 minutes out here in LA for wow. some reason huh. and now he's in buffalo which is like minus 40 every he's day in buffalo yeah. now what does he do i've heard rumors of uh working with the I don't want to say the comedy club, but a, a nice comedy club back there in a consultant's role. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm sure they don't really know the the complete story on his uh, demise out here. Uh-huh. Because uh, I think uh, other than this podcast, the two episodes he did, nothing publicly was ever really said.
1: Well, Tommy made me an unpaid regular, so I, I always own that.
0: And I always say this to those of you who Tommy liked – uh and uh helped out hey you know I, it's great yeah. i mean i actually liked him as a person because we were about the same age uh like the same music mm-hmm. you know he booked david lee roth in his club in jacksonville and so like the music talks we had were great unfortunately uh Comedy, uh,
1: yeah, that's where the the split happened part of our life. (laughs) So, uh, anyway, back to Ross Matthews,
0: (laughs) it's just not happening. So, uh, and then we have, of course, Carson Cressley, yeah, who uh, I I, I could, I think he's fine, you know. I think I would love to see a straight judge on this show. Like, I think Ross and Carson, we get it. I mean, I don't know about you, of
1: course, but like, is the answer to that question.
0: But well, I'm not big enough. You know, I mean, yet,
1: yet. <laughs>
0: well, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would love mm-hmm. on my bucket list is to be a, uh, not a uh, permanent judge, but whatever. Me uh, like, too. Like fortune was mm-hmm. on this season. Yeah, yeah. I would love to be, uh, you know, cause I think you need a straight guys, like awkwardness of what their take is on.
1: Well, you're, you're a, yeah. Cause you're a true fan. That's the thing. I really That's, am. What, that's what would make it good.
0: Because I appreciate the, uh, I look at RuPaul's Drag Race and drag in general is uh, like I look at musicians, mm-hmm. like I love musicians, yeah. Because I can't do it, I just I can't. It's just it's a mental block. Where too know. manly,
1: just would just wouldn't. We and would and with
0: R- Drag Race, uh, I, I, the costumes they sew yeah. and 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 the makeup. Uh, it's just like so far out of my uh pay yeah. grade that i I respect it.
1: you know what I liked about this season. There what? were previous seasons where the fix was clearly in, like you knew who was gonna win really yeah i I would say all stars that's fair to say, I think we kind of knew Alaska was gonna win like during the whole thing. um, maybe I'm wrong, but there were, definitely did not feel like a competition to me um, maybe it was, but What I liked about season nine, particularly this finale, is it really, among the final four, it really did feel like it could be anyone. It felt like anyone's game all the way to the end. It felt exciting to me, you know, and everyone had had really great moments and everyone had also fucked up. So there was no like clear winner. There was no really cause to be like, yeah, well, of course she won or that's bullshit. How could this person win over this person? So it felt like very much like a competition again in ways that it hadn't for a bit, I would say.
0: Which is why I would agree with that. Like, which is why I didn't like how the finale was decided by lip sync. Uh, I think I had mentioned to you uh, Mm -hmm. via text that it's like deciding the Stanley Cup by shootout, like instead of going into overtime. I wanted to see like one more. All right, make this dress. You know, this, yeah. we're gonna do a sketch. We're gonna do uh, like a a showgirls mm-hmm. parody or whatever. You know, and just because I think it's this is the finale. This is like you got to show us one more time. Yeah. Because uh, I thought lip syncing, I thought wow when I heard it was gonna be lip sync. I thought Shay Culé would win because I thought she was the best lip syncer. Yeah. So I thought that's kind of unfair to the other three to judge it based on a lip sync. Mm-hmm. But uh, what the hell do I know? I
1: I think part of that was a response to is there are people who win without ever having to lip sync, and they wanted to address that because it's pretty important, I think, in drag culture to do. And like, and another thing too, like I really do think Sasha Velour is one of the greatest lip singers of the whole series, and I never would have known that until unless. They did the show this way personally i would have given the crown to trinity taylor in spite of everything but as i said i'm very happy with sasha winning and the finale turned me into a fan of her
0: i mean i would have voted for fair <laughs> that's just because she i for sexual reasons
1: she's my favorite but like she's she's like jade jolie to me like i love her and she's awesome but like is not quite ready and is definitely going to become something greater soon i mean she's only 23 and bless her heart, she's not too bright. She's like she's like a, a beautiful golden retriever puppy of a woman, you know. Like, do you follow her on Twitter?
0: I don't follow any of the. I, the only person I follow from this show is Santina. Mm. You boy. must
1: follow Farah on Twitter. It's adorable. Like, it's like all my like all of her. Like, she was in Australia during part of the tour and like all of her tweets were like, Oh my God, I keep almost getting hit by cars. I want to see a koala, 19 emojis. Like it's just nonsense. (laughs) And like, there was a point where she took a photo of one of their electrical outlets in Australia and they're, you know, different, you know, and texted it to Courtney act, uh, which Courtney later retweeted to make fun of her and said, someone needs to help Farah because what the caption under it was, Oh my God, Courtney, how come no, no, come no one told me they have different electricity
0: holes. And where's it's just uh,
1: nonsense where is
0: she oh, she's from Vegas. Yeah. And a very eclectic uh, really? age group, uh, yeah. which I guess it is every season. Yeah. The oldest cast member was Charlie Hyde. Yeah. Fifty two. Mm-hmm. Oh, she sucked. And uh, well, yeah, she just she just gave the fuck up. I hate people
1: who ge- I couldn't stand when Jasmine Masters gave up. I don't think there's anything cool about that at all. I hate when
0: people do shit like that. Yeah, yeah, that was no good. Uh, I hate shit like,
1: and then I hated at the reunion, fucking Charlie Highs getting in, like, oh well, we don't do this in London, bitch. Yes, shut up. Yes, you do. Stop trying to pull, like, oh, we don't try because I'm a European and smarter. No, you, you're from Boston, bitch. Like, I hate, I hate people giving up like that.
0: And I didn't like the whole wearing the uh, the name, you know. Yeah. It just like Like, you look like. You desperation like,
1: yeah you look like a trashy bitch from 2007 like what yeah. the fuck are you doing like like you pulled that out of a burning Claire's. go fuck yourself I, I i don't i really really dislike when people do that like oh i'm not going to be vulnerable because then i might do that and lose so instead i'm just going to not try and then have no purpose to succeed i hate that shit
0: i mean i just uh it, yeah, she just didn't do it for me and yeah. i sometimes i like some of the older mm, uh, uh uh older girls because they're I, I
1: I hate when the older queens have bad attitudes or like really immature older queens. Like I felt this way about Alexis Michelle as well because she's like 32 or something and she got into a beef with pheromone. And I'm sorry, like if a 32-year-old and a 22-year-old are in an argument that 32-year-old instigates, the 32-year-old is an asshole. Like, they, I mean, she drove me nuts, that woman. I couldn't stand her.
0: Well, I think older uh, queens, they just... uh feel entitled for mm. respect on the yeah. show and it's like this is a reality show yeah it's not, last thing like, that's gonna be given to you is respect yeah there's
1: a reason like it's a fucking cosmetic thing like it's sort of like you're sort of a model almost like yeah i mean you're, you don't have to be young but like if you're gonna do the kind of drag that young people are good at you better be really really good at the other kind of shit and like charlie hyde's just wasn't like
0: it's, it's in general he's probably uh you know, 20, uh, 15 to 20 years older than everyone else on the show. So if
1: uh, Trixie Mattel were 55 and went on the show, she could still have a, she could definitely have a fighting chance of winning. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Or like if Katya were 55 and went on the show.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you got a, uh, I mean, it's a cold business. Yeah. Uh, the drag. I say it all the time about comedy, but mm. you know, you're paid on how you look. Yeah. You got wrinkles and shit. You know, you're probably not going to go. You know, it's like people want to look at a hot uh-huh, fucking girl or, you know.
1: <laughs> hot whatever.
0: Well, what I mean, yeah. I've always like, I recently met RuPaul and I'm and I really. Where? Has,
1: oh my, you where? Where did What?
0: I don't think I've told this story yet, it, it, but it, it is a question I want to ask you. Uh-huh. Uh, I was at Farmer's Market uh-huh. and uh, I think I was getting a shave there. Mm hmm. And they had a great barbershop there. It's no longer there. Uh, I can only imagine what the rent is like at Farmer's Market in yeah. L.A. And uh, so getting, they are getting a shave. I was uh, walking around. I had some time to kill. And it was like I saw God. Yeah. Uh, he was by himself in uh, one of those wacky suits. Yep. And my question, I'll, I'll get to the part of meeting him. Is when he's in dressed in a suit. Mm-hmm. Is it proper to call him he? I I, I think Ru,
1: one of RuPaul's favorite quotes is uh, "You can call me he, you can call me she, you can call me Regis and Kathy Lee. I don't care. Uh, I don't think Ru gives a shit about you know preferred pronouns or any of that kind of nonsense. I think she's so she's so not about that. There's a really great great quote when she was on WTF. There's a really great quote where apparently she got in some season they used the word tranny or something and they got a little bit of flack for it and uh are we good? Okay. Um Mark asked her about it and she gave a really 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 amazing quote about language and like what people who are constantly offended are really after and why you can't win, why it's best not to engage. them. If you type RuPaul WTF Tranny into YouTube, you'll get I I highly recommend that. It's a very life-changing amazing take on the whole thing.
0: Cuz I always I believe in respect mm-hmm. obviously and uh I didn't want to go up to him and call him... I mean, I know his last name is Charles. Mm-hmm. So I almost wanted to call him Mr. RuPaul, but Mr. That, doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't sound right. That
1: sounds okay.
0: Uh, you know, I, I, I guess I just... So I walked up to him.
1: I love Mr. RuPaul.
0: <laughs> and uh, he just, he's got his legs crossed. Mm-hmm. He's a big person. Yeah. He's probably 6'5". Yeah, she's huge. And very... Uh, not muscular, but... Right. Uh, Good build, Mm -hmm. and he—he's just looking up at me, expecting probably for me to say something homophobic. You know the way I look—you know, I got a rat shirt on and (laughs) basketball shorts—and I just extended my hand and I said, "Rupaul, I'm your biggest fan." And he took my hand. He looked up at me, and didn't say it. He just mouthed it. He mouthed, "God bless you, my son." And I We're around big-name comics every night. Mm-hmm. You know, on the set of I'm Dying Up Here. Bigger was, than us, if you can believe it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not hard to believe. <laughs> but we're like, you know, every night we're going up, there's Joe Rogan, Chris Leah, the Vaughn, I mean, the biggest of the big, you know, uh, Whitney Cummings. Make sure to name drop
1: a couple more. So, but I mean, in that's in who we're performing with. You never know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and so... I don't get starstruck at all. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean I did a little bit at the I'm Dying Up here premiere because it's like, fuck, that's Jim Carrey, man. Wow. It's, it's like I gotta take a selfie with him. I, that was a real Palmer move, but <laughs> I was like, such an idiot. Yeah. I, I threw out the worst line too. I'm like, Hey, I loved you in once bit and, and he just looked at me like, Come on, dude. That's his first movie ever. Ugh. With Lauren Hutton, a prime Lauren Hutton. Mm. Where he played the vampire. All that stuff. Oh my god! But he kind of dug it. That's really. I could d- tell.
1: That's really douche.
0: You know, I figured when you see a celebrity like Jim Carrey or like you know um, who who else do we see at the the, the store? That's like
1: <laughs> like Jim Carrey's going to walk away going like, "Hey, there's a guy who gets it."
0: I think he does though. <laughs> no, this he doesn't disagree it. with you.
1: No, he doesn't.
0: Every person comes up to him, guy or girl. Go, oh, I love Jim Cable, guy. I love Jim mm. Liar, liar. I love you in *In Living Color*. I guarantee you no one has ever gone up to him or virtually very few people and go, mm-hmm. I loved you in one spin. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And rest in peace, the great Cleavon Little, who played the sheriff in uh, Blazing Saddles. Oh. Good actor. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't get starstruck. often. off. Yeah. With RuPaul, I literally, I couldn't move. Yeah. Like, my as he's shaking my hand, I, like, my legs, fro- like, I couldn't walk away. I was like, uh ugh. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Thank you, my son. That's so and I wonderful. I just meekly turned around, and uh, he was very nice to me. So thank you, RuPaul. You're probably not listening, but if you are, I'd love to have you. I know I know Mark Marin, but I would love to have you on my couch.
1: Yeah, uh, she's got it. You know, she's got to live not too far from here.
0: Well, the uh, World of Wonder uh, production offices are right down the street. Okay, and uh, could do a quick one. Yeah, yeah. I get turned down a lot on this podcast. Mm-hmm. My uh die hard guest is like a lot of hoops and whistles. Yeah. Come on man. Yeah. I mean podcasts are the new radio shows. Yeah. You've done a few. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're what's you know, they're the new medium. Mm-hmm. So it's good for these people. Now, RuPaul doesn't need the public publicity of the twelve fans I have, but <laughs> who knows? They might say fuck it. Why not? Yeah. You never know. Although I did ask Frankie Ariana Grande's uh I think it's this her half-brother. Yeah. Because I watch Big Brother. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Big Brother. Right. Um, and he was on it two seasons ago, and I saw him at Equinox. I said, hey, would you do my podcast? And he was nice enough, very gay, incredibly gay. Mm-hmm. I'm talking Samir Suri levels. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Uh, I'll give you my publicist info. It's like, what? You're on Big Brother. Like, <laughs> just... Something we can hammer out right do now. Do it or don't do it, man. Yeah. Yeah, like one person's like, well, send me two live links to your podcast. Two like what? what what is this? Let's do the fucking podcast. Yeah.
1: I'm trying to help you. How da- yeah, how dare they? <laughs> but what, Some set of balls, big brother people.
0: Well, not everyone's gonna be asked to do Mark Marin or uh Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. You know, you gotta like start a low with mine and then work your way up to uh yeah. I don't know. Uh I don't know something on all things comedy,
1: yeah, there you go,
0: so, by the way, Stephen Guarino from I'm Dying up here will be a guest in the future.
1: Oh, well, that's awesome. he's the best, yeah, I've so, really been enjoying watching you, on I'm dying up here, by the way
0: well, I appreciate it it's 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 uh you know it's a show I got one hundred percent due to roast battle, yeah. so uh, but what I loved about I'm dying up here is everyone's cool, yeah, no attitude. No drama. The comics helped the actors who are playing comics. Mm-hmm. And it was the role reversal as well. Like actors would tell a comic, you know, I know you don't do this a lot. Maybe you should do it sure. this way. But it was like done, no shame. Well, that's cool. It, it was just, and so, I mean, everyone's cool. Like to see, someone like Rick Overton. Yeah, a, yeah. Who's like a legend to me.
1: And uh, the girl was in, um, Ca- the girl who plays Cassie was in The Sopranos, if I remember. Ari?
0: Yep. She's unbelievably mm. nice and uh jake lacy everyone like i could name every cast member there's like Herrera, you know is who he is mm. santino's like the best yeah i mean me and santino used to do the shittiest rooms yeah and it's so neat to see someone like him just be a breakout star on this and eric griffin and i used to do the queen mary mm. not the gay bar in the valley
1: oh, i've done that kick <laughs>
0: But the one, yeah. the boat. Oh,
1: I'm familiar with the Queen Mary.
0: Me <laughs> and Eric Griffin were in the uh, Long Beach's funniest, uh, it was such a sham contest. I think <laughs> Eric won. He didn't even have to like it's be like, in the second round. Like, they, like,
1: like they'd like they have to work a little harder to be the Burbank Comedy Festival.
0: Well, that's something I hope we all aspire to do. You right know,
1: now. look, yeah, that $50 entrance fee, you know. To be judged. I like to think of it as an investment in myself, Earl.
0: You know, seventeen years into comedy, Joe, the reason why I've worked so hard and thought of quitting several times, and just you know we've gone through the ringer. Uh, I've really fought that hard to be judged by Bobby Oliver. <laughs> Oh, the shade. The library is open, darling. Uh, By the way, Attention LA Comics. This might be the first time doing this. It's a live Attention LA Comics. Uh, Mm -hmm. Update your uh, profiles at uh, Flappers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I want to make sure they're up to date.
0: (laughs) You uh, unprofessional shitheads.
1: By the way, I, I always think like every time I... I absolutely could block Flappers from sending me more emails for their nonsense, of course. But every time I do... Like, I think I don't just so I can feel good about myself for a minute, you know, just so I can get the pleasure of deleting it.
0: <laughs> well, they still follow me on Twitter, which I'm blown away. They oh. must not, uh, you know, and I've only done a few shows there. Yeah. Uh, it, all with Rob Schneider mm-hmm. because Rob, uh, it's great doing shows with Rob because yeah. obviously they want him to be happy. So they have to be nice to yeah. me. So it's, I'm, um, I'm protected and, uh. You know, it's bad at a club when I don't want to do it. Yeah. Like, I'll go anywhere. Mm -hmm. I'll do the underwear show at Harvell's because I want the stage time. Thank you, John Benitez, by the way.
1: Yeah. Hey, John. By the way, go check out that show, everyone. That's a good show if you're in the Long Beach area.
0: Yeah. Harvell's, Tuesday
1: nights, Harvell's Comedy and Burlesque. It's a very, very underappreciated room in California comedy. Go check it out.
0: And I wish that every room runner or person who puts on a show, I don't know how John likes to be labeled. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wish everyone cared as much as yeah. John does. Yeah,
1: he he's a sweetheart, but he always looks like he just saw the unearthing of a mass grave. He just is the most bug-eyed human being
0: <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. He looks like the guy who started the mass grave. <laughs> this Jim Jones.
1: He, he looks like the guy who knows where the mass grave is and like can't wait to right. tell people about it.
0: Well, he's like, and he has me come out to these musical numbers, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's always rat. And the two burlesque girls, who are always great. Yeah. I forget the name of the...
1: Uh, uh, Lolitas, I think, is one.
0: They're great. Uh, yeah. Um, and they're always like... John's like, well, grab her all by the arm, and then you come behind him and do the splits between his legs. Yeah. And, then he, and it's like, John, I just And want that's just him. when I'm there. Right. And that's, I mean... Uh, and Ty, uh, Ty Rivera was the host of the underwear show I did. And <laughs> would change his underwear... For every comic, I th-
1: wow that I appreciate.
0: Oh, Ty's uh, one of my longtime uh, homies. Uh, you know, one of the few people I've that I started with that i that still does it. Because mm-hmm. uh, I would say I think I was talking uh, the store the other night with the group. I would say 85% of the people I started with quit. Wow. Would you say, what would you say? Uh,
1: um, No, I don't really know. I mean, I know people I don't see as much anymore, but I haven't really found many people quitting, to be honest. I would say most people I started with are still around.
0: Oh, wow. that's yeah. I mean, I guess that's good.
1: I'm kind of in a different scene than a lot of people. But yeah, I've re- like a lot of funny people I started with are still around doing comedy. I just saw Greg. Do you know Greg Edwards? I don't. He does a great show at the Improv called Blame Social Media. He was a guy I started with who I always thought was just hilarious. He does that series Thug Notes on YouTube.
0: Okay, I don't I don't watch a lot of I, I'm out of the loop. Right, right. Well, yeah.
1: he's a good comic. Go check him out, everyone. Blame Social Media at the Improv. It's a very fun show.
0: Yeah, support. Uh, you know, I'll support other comics. Mm-hmm. No, I don't care about doing your show, Greg, unless you have me on it. Support John Benito's. <laughs> Support and by the way, you really are up, a Palmer. They're right. Uh, I'm the, mm-hmm. the worst. You should have seen me in New York. I was yeah,
1: worried. by yeah. By the way, if Flappers calls me to even host, I'll probably take him to host a main room. I'll take it.
0: I don't. Even I just think pray be...
1: no one listen to this who shows up.
0: I just can't a piece of shit. I up. I can't vibe with those guys. No. I respect that they've started a comedy club. Yeah. They've kept it running. They have another one in Claremont mm-hmm. in a strip mall. That hair is lovely. Yeah. Clappers in claremont if you're uh, working at the uh, longo toyota dealership you want to take in a show after your shift maybe yeah. go there but uh i think one of them teaches comedy is like nozo mm-hmm. that's not kosher uh and then the other is like Teaches how how to be an MC or like how what is this?
1: Like? There was a guy there who I really started my kind of problem them, but I don't believe he's there anymore. So really, yeah. I, you know, all things considered, I don't really have any problems with them.
0: Well, yeah, I just uh, it seems like uh, and then that they're famous contracts for shows. It's like a seven-page contract. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end of it, the last page is uh you have to sign it. Stating that you're getting no compensation. Mm-hmm. Say, so, well, well, is this really necessary? Yeah, yeah. But hey, you know, I can't imagine the headaches yeah. starting a club in a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Uh, the trials, that, and they used to do that uh, sham bringer show at uh, the Ice House. Yeah, yeah. I think Uncle Clyde's Uncle it had some Clyde's. affiliation with Uncle yeah. Clyde's, which is just basically whoever brought the most people won. yeah. Uh, so now we're getting too into the. Don't talk uh,
1: about Frank on roast battle two.
0: <laughs> yeah, a, let's get the roast battle season two. Let's get to the shenanigans on that uh, show. I'm just gonna, by the way, I was heavily featured in one episode for all the wrong reasons. Yeah,
1: God. Uh, oh, I just want the healing to begin.
0: We want tear uh, open, open. Well, you know, it wasn't so bad last week. I <laughs> it mean, you know,
1: It's one of those things of which we don't speak.
0: You know. It's still as uh, affecting my uh, personal life, mm-hmm. but uh, you know I can work with anyone. You know I wanted to have a good time at Skankfest, yeah. and it was. I mean, a, a quick shout out to uh, Luis Gomez, uh, Michelle Wynn, Christine Evans, Jay Ogerson. They. I mean, Skankfest is. It's kind of like the. Uh, I want to say it's the answer to Montreal, but it's kind of like an anti-industry. Uh, festival. Where I like that. You know, I just like the vibe. All the comics were cool. It's like, you know, when a show like Naked Rose Battle mm-hmm. is like allowed to happen, I yeah. think that gives you the vibe of what the festival's about.
1: Yeah. I, I like the whole vibe of it. It You know.
0: Everyone was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the fans are just, just unbelievable. Like, uh, I wouldn't say it's a podcast comics festival, but a lot of comics who are very popular on podcasts were yeah. there. Duncan well, Trussell, yeah, it's Legion of Skanks, and then you know
1: the Cumtown guys were there, weren't they? Uh, yeah, which uh, I've never heard, but I heard is great.
0: I don't listen to a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. because I don't want to take anyone's idea and go oh, that maybe I should do yeah. that on mine. Uh, but uh, you, you know, uh, Duncan Trussell was there, Ari Shaffir, yeah. uh Red Band, Tony Hinchcliffe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so your death squad was well represented, and and uh, a lot of people that Rogan's helped through the years. Yeah, um, and just like people would come up to you and you know, I saw you in roast battle or whatever, and like they're fans. Yeah, this is my, this is my wheelhouse.
1: Speaking of fan, I've been getting people hitting me up from South Africa from roast battle too lately because apparently you just played on uh, Comedy Central Africa. Recently. Oh okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I think a lot of, uh, countries are, uh, like Australia's uh, big into the roasting thing now, and, uh, I know Canada's very big into it, Mm -hmm. I think, uh, mainly due to K. Trevor Wilson being so good. Yeah, he, God, he was great. He's a killer, I mean, uh, out of all the wins I've had on the show, like, to, to hang with him in Canada was probably my proudest moment, because, uh. I saw him in the untelevised season. It was called the uh, Jeff Ross Roastmasters. Mm-hmm. He was killing people. Like, he's virtually unbeatable because yeah. he's, he's a big guy. He knows where you're going to hit him. Yep. And he just looks at you and goes, Okay, I'm big. What do you got? Yeah. And you're like, uh, Nothing. <laughs> uh, so, K Trevor Wilson's the best. Follow him. I don't know his Twitter handle, but uh, it, it probably the only K Trevor Wilson out yeah. there and the sweetest guy on earth That's like great. just like wow why can't everyone act like this you know um why indeed why indeed you know it's harder to be a dick than it is to be nice so i don't yeah. know why people go out of their way to to do it mm. uh, but you know 17 years into comedy i'm gonna stop uh trying to figure that out yeah so well let's wrap up our drag race yeah. I knew this would be like this. We, we barely talked about Drag Race.
1: Oh, it was a good jumping off point.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to start, uh, you know, I missed uh, the podcast, but. Uh,
1: I, d- I do have to say uh, the Valentina heel turn. Um, when she, during the reunion, when she said that, because she had been Pheromone's friend on the show Earl, in front of everyone to like broadcast how sweet and wonderful she is. When Pheromone revealed that she had texted Valentina to hang out and be friends to no response I was just boiling with rage at how hurt her feelings were and then when then when Valentina said "Farah, just shut up already like I literally like had to get out of my seat and like walk around my apartment I was so fucking mad that she hurt gentle Farah's little feelings can I, I ma- was livid
0: well, see, I don't know. I, these girls are so dramatic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was played up for the show or if they really felt that way. Um, I mean, Valentina was, uh, you know, Echo Park's own, by the way. Yep. Thank yep. you. Uh, she caused the most controversy on the show, I thought, mm-hmm. when she refused to take off her... What was that? Not a, she, was that she a mask? A, she had a
1: mask on, and she wouldn't take it out for the lip sync, and Rue was not happy.
0: Now, uh, do you think cuz i've known some people on reality shows mm-hmm. and uh, i won't mention uh the shows or who i know just mm-hmm. i don't want to out them uh, get them in trouble but uh like they've been they've told me that uh, certain things may not be what they seem they yeah. are just kind of told to exaggerate a hundredfold yeah do you think that was uh i don't know, it just seemed a little planned her not taking the... maybe uh, um i'm not saying ruPaul would do that but it just seemed like wait a minute she's got to know she has to take the mask on.
1: I don't know it's like to me it's not reality TV it's like wrestling like do you really care that like do you care that it's staged
0: at all well with with a show like this mm-hmm. I do because it's a competition and like I want right. to know it's legit mm-hmm. uh, with wrestling I don't even though it's a competition it, it's more theater to me right uh, you know a shout out to Dolph Ziggler who was uh, supposed to be a roast battle opponent, but he's too busy. <laughs> Thank you. Um,
1: I guess I kind of look at drag race like wrestling. I really, I don't, it, it's not, I, it doesn't interest me to find out if that was real or not. I'm just kind of into the drama of it.
0: I get it. You know, like I, uh, like when I watch big brother, Yeah. you know, they have, uh, I guess they slot in certain uh, ethnicities and, uh, you know, like, they always have kind of the obnoxious gay guy. Like, mm-hmm. this season, uh, there's a young black kid who kind of looks like Urkel, but he's clearly gay. Right. Uh, and he just seems overly dramatic. Mm-hmm. It's like, is this really how you are? It's like, yeah. you know... Uh, and then there's this big Cuban guy who's crying, episode one. Yeah. Saying he misses his family. It's like, dude, you've you been away from home for two days. Yeah. Yeah. So...
1: Although people have tried to fake shit on Drag Race and failed drastically. Like Laganja Estranja, she tried to put on this whole performance through the whole thing, and it just stuck out like a. It just stuck out terribly, and nobody bought it. And even then, like you know, uh, a door would be in confessionals, going like, "I don't know who this person is, but this is not Laganja." You know, I that was pretty door. ballsy for them to leave in the cut. You know, now, Which, By I- the way, I love Laganja. She, I think she's amazing.
0: Oh, there are, uh, Listen, there hasn't been one queen mm-hmm. through. I, I think I've watched every episode, every season. Yep. Uh, they shouldn't be on this show. Yeah. There might be better ones that I'm not, I don't really follow a drag outside of the show. Uh, but I've enjoyed pretty much every season, every cast member. Yeah. Uh, I actually liked uh, Eureka, who had to leave the show. Yeah. I like the bigger queens because I think it's. Uh, it, it, goes to show you it's like in you know like i like bigger uh plus size models because yeah. i think it's a more representation of what's actually out there mm-hmm. i don't know too many people who look like pheromone
1: no that's
0: uh, that's fair you know so i like it when they have like a bigger uh, like man or woman
1: well and then she left because she busted her knee in the cheerleading uh, challenge which apparently a lot of people got hurt during that I supposedly charlie bruised a rib during that whole right. thing. And they're like, oh yeah, no, like cheerleading is actually, like if you're jumping around and throwing people, it's actually really dangerous and you need to know what you're doing and can't just jump in and do it. So apparently Logo almost got sued over that.
0: Well, Eureka did the splits. Mm-hmm. And she was, uh, what would you say she was? If you had to guess about 250, 260. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Yep. And uh, you know, you got to figure she probably doesn't work out if she's 260 pounds. Yeah. So she's probably not very lamber. Um, and she—I would guess she tore her ACL. Yeah, and I've had that surgery, Oof. and I'm in shape. Yeah, I'm, it's no joke. I—I, <laughs> uh, I, it's just a brutal surgery. too how she stayed, I think maybe one or two. What did she stay? Another two episodes after that, or
1: no? The next episode, she was on crutches, and then uh, Rue sent her home.
0: Even that seemed a little—I uh, don't know—played up. Maybe i don't know man i don't would you go well maybe i don't know i don't know. It just uh but i guess you're right you're I too mean. suspicious hun oh well, i'm Sometimes very you just uh, gotta
1: suspend your disbelief and go with it go with the fun
0: you're right but yeah i take these shows very seriously yeah. like i get into it like that's why i wanted to see more than just the lip sync for the uh you know the final prize it's like it's like if you're deciding the Patriots and the Steelers are in the Super Bowl, which is physically impossible because they're in the same division. So let's go to the Steelers and the, I don't know, uh, the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're having a great Super Bowl. And then you're like, well, we're going to have a field goal competition. Yeah. It just didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. But they're on nine seasons of the show. so Yeah. But uh,
1: well, you can't dissect a show like this until there's nothing left to enjoy. The dissection and criticism and looking behind the camera should serve your Enjoyment of the show further. If it detracts from it, then of what good is it really?
0: And I will be the first person to watch season ten. Yeah, you know. So, but I love this show. Whether you're straight or gay, I think it's an enjoyable show. Yeah, uh, and I do like how Sasha Velour won it because I think she's uh, almost like an alt drag queen. Is that correct?
1: You know, there's a. Re- there, I think that's fair to say. Um, I would have been annoyed at that accusation uh, a couple characterization a couple before the finale, but now that I've seen the context of her in the finale, I would agree. There's actually a big thing online where a lot of lesbian fans of the show are super into Sasha Valour. For whatever reason, they think like her character is basically like a lesbian. I guess it is.
0: Yeah. She does have a, to me anyway, mm-hmm. a Jane Lynch. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's like a, maybe it's facially, but. Uh, I guess I like a bald drag queen. Like, yeah. Because it's like, okay, you don't have pretty hair to fall back on. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, uh, be a little more creative than someone like Pheromone, uh, who's mm-hmm. that, That's her. Uh, well, I guess she doesn't have it. Mean, she has pretty nice hair. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess you don't see too many drag queens mm-hmm. with legit long hair themselves. No.
1: I mean, Farrah does have that hair, but she is wearing wigs all the time anyway. It's like. You know, it's like everyone's juicing, but you, like, you got to be wearing wigs.
0: And let's get to what the grand prize was. Yeah. For those of you, $100,000 cash. Yep. I don't even have to, this is how much I watch the show. I don't even have to look at the Wikipedia page. (laughs) And uh, a stunning supply of uh, a year's supply from Anastasia Beverly Hills. And we'll just double check to see if they didn't win anything else, and uh, and a crown and scepter provided by Shandar. There yeah. you go. I definitely would have missed that. Supposedly, there's been some drama
1: about people not receiving their prizes.
0: I guess uh, from
1: which this season, yeah, or like the like the chat, like you know when they do the challenges and like, oh great, for this challenge you've won a whatever. Oh, like God. supposedly people have like not received them and they've contacted the companies and basically told them to go
0: fuck themselves. I think the travel agency RuPaul uses is Chuck and. <laughs> Chuck and Larry, right? Chuck yeah. and Larry. So. No,
1: Alan. Chuck's travel. Chuck and Larry is the game movie with Kevin James. Right. My bad. <laughs> well, go see both. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah Go check book a up. flight. Go and, check out both forms of entertainment.
0: Let's take the sponsors of RuPaul's Drag Race. Nasty Pig underwear. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> I don't. Squat, squatty potty was huge this season. I don't get what that was. Can you explain to me? Oh,
1: the squatty potty. It's a little raised thing, a little raised level that you put around your toilet, and it's so. When you sit down and take a poop, your your legs are lifted higher. So it like puts your body into a squatting position rather than a sitting position, which is much better for shitting and much better stress on your body. Because when you're actually sitting down, like you're not letting you're kind of you're kind of working against gravity a little bit. It's like when you as I've had it explained to me, like shitting in a sitting position, it's like trying to get water through a kinked toes. But when you're squatting, that's apparently that's just the bee's knees. So That's what squatty potty is.
0: Well, I try and squat as best I can uh, with uh, yoga. I bet you do. Well, I do my best. Thank you, Nicole, from Hot 8 Yoga in Beverly Hills for being my uh, mentor. Mm. This girl's amazing. I mean, they're all great, but Nicole, I I get nothing by plugging this. I'm not affiliated with Hot 8 Yoga in Beverly Hills. If you have a chance to go there, you locals, and take Nicole's class. Nicole A. I don't want to butcher her last name. Mm -hmm. She's this little girl. Who uh, the position she puts herself in? It, it's 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 unbelievable, and she's cute too. So no. easy cute. on the eyes. Cute as pheromone? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's quite uh, a natural. Statement. More uh, natural. Yeah. If you look up the Poison album cover uh, for, um, believe it's uh, look what the cat dragged in. You want to look what pheromone to me looks like? Look at Bret Michaels. Yeah. Don't look at Bret Michaels now. Yeah. That would be unfair. That's tough. A little rough. Slanderous. Did you ever watch that show, Rock of Love? No, I never did. You would like it. It did look like fun, though. Even though you're not a metalhead. It's, well, it's like The Bachelor,
1: but like it's Bret Michaels, right?
0: Yeah. And okay. uh, I don't know where they found Horace to go on season two. Clearly, he wasn't looking for love. Yeah. I <laughs> just want to get his <laughs> yeah. dick sucked. Yeah. So the whores that were on season two and three were like a little green around the gills. <laughs> <laughs> now you have a show coming up I want people to go to if they can. Tell uh, us about I do.
1: In two weeks, uh, July 21st and 22nd, I'll be headlining in Billings, Montana on the 21st and Bozeman, Montana, town I went to college in, on July 22nd. These are some of my favorite... Montana's one of my favorite places in the world. I'm coming back to headline... If you are one of Earl's Montana fans, come check me out.
0: Well, there is a girl in Bozeman, Montana. Yeah, who broke my heart. <gasps> really? It's a girl I almost married. Really? Won't mention her name because she's oh, she's married now with like seven kids. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She's. Uh, of the many women in my life that has just gone askew.
1: Okay, well, if you're listening and you know who you are, you stay the fuck away from my show. You think for any goddamn second I'm going to entertain your ass after breaking Earl's heart. You got another thing coming to it
0: So, uh, Jennifer Ooh. I won't say her last name, but uh, if you're listening, you All might. Jennifers are banned. <laughs> I look back on our time very fondly. We've both moved on. I've gone on to new heartache. And uh, it's probably better we didn't date around roast battle time anyway. It just mm. would have been a lot of shade thrown your way. Oh, goodness. By other contestants. Oh. No, no stone is left unturned in roast battle. No, that's true. Uh, well, let's wrap up with roast battle. Yeah. Will you ever do another roast battle?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's got to be the right battle. Though. It does. It's got to yeah. be a friend. Yep. Someone you'd have fun with. I could see doing you again. You know, I know that was approached, uh, I think, by uh, Brian Moses. Uh, I, You know, uh, I don't know if I could do a rematch with you. I okay. just I love you too much. What if we tag-teamed someone? I don't think... This is my opinion. It's, it's very controversial. Mm. Or maybe no one cares. Yeah. I don't like tag-team matches. Okay. I think the flow is not good. Yeah. Now, there haven't been a lot of tag-team matches. Yeah. But I think... If, if, let's say it's you and me against... Uh, uh, Jay Light and Pat Barker, mm. I, I, which would be amazing, or right. Omid and, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, Nicole Buchanan. Yeah. I, I think there would always be that, okay, well, does Joe go against Nicole? Do I say something about Omid? Right. Does, uh, I, 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 but, you know, it, I guess you could hammer it out uh, and maybe have set rules of, all right, yeah. Joe, you say something about Nicole, and then I get Omid. Yeah. Uh you know, I think any twerks they can do to the show would help. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but who knows? Uh, you know, if, con- if there's an all-star season in comedy, Central like Earl, you're facing Joe in the first round. I guess we'd have to do it. Yeah. Uh, Be forced.
1: Forced to cross swords against each other. If we're not fighting to the death earl, they will kill us both.
0: That reminds me of Johnny Stewart when he was on this podcast saying, Hey bro, you know you and I are Sword brothers. I'm like, uh, no, I don't <laughs> The fuck does that mean? We've shared some of the same puss. She's <laughs> like, dude, oh God. I really could have lived a thousand lifetimes. Yeah. Knowing uh who we're Sword brothers with. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Well, that's uh, another reason I had to leave the show. <laughs> <laughs> way too many uh, <laughs> cross contaminations. It's,
1: yeah, it's uh, incestuous, let's call it. <laughs>
0: but uh, who knows? Me and Joe, uh, you know, never say never. Yeah. I love Roast Battle. Jeff Ross, Brian Moses, the whole show's still going strong, which is unbelievable. Uh, three years in. I've mm-hmm. said it before. I, I've never seen a show be this popular. Uh, I was there the other night, not in the room, but you know, around it, and it's still packed. Yeah. So, uh, and I don't think I've ever seen a show that's helped more people. I mean, it's literally helped 50 people. Yeah. Get writing for, gigs. That's for sure. You and I, our first TV. Absolutely. Uh, appearances, Robin Tran, yeah. you know, uh, just uh, too many people to Pat Barker writing gigs, Omid, uh, you know, Greg Roque. Yeah. it's Hundreds, maybe not hundreds, but at least 50 yeah. people have directly uh, absolutely been help by it so uh follow roast battle on twitter at roast battle verbalviolence.tv tv for all the latest rankings and uh reviews of uh, past and previous shows i know people know where to follow follow you by now but just for the new listeners of inappropriate earl where can people find you on social media? I'm
1: on Facebook, Joe Dosh, and I'm on Twitter at, at Joe Dosh J O E D O S C H. And you can see me at the comedy store every week. I'll be there every Monday, usually every Tuesday and Wednesday as well.
0: And uh, Joe Dosh is one of the greats uh, in comedy. If everyone were like him and Jay Ogerson and oh, and uh, you know the New York comics who I actually absolutely love. Uh, they're amazing. Luis Gomez, uh, mike feeney eli serves uh you know, i'm missing uh zach and me a special shout out to zach amico for uh <laughs> you know i'll do anything for a laugh i'll whip out my dick i'll do whatever zach takes it to another level yeah so uh i think his twitter handle is zach is not funny i might be wrong but look up zach amico on all social media <laughs> and if you have a chance to see him please <laughs> performance comedy at at a level I'm I'm not willing to do yeah (laughs) Uh, I mean rat traps on dicks blading the forehead please and skank fest Legion of Skanks podcast it's just they're good people inappropriate Earl SoundCloud and iTunes we're going to get back to one or two podcasts a week sorry about the lapse uh, in uh, the last month thank you Vanessa Johnston for bookending Joe Dosh and, uh, you know, I'll be a little more proactive uh, trying to get people on. And uh, you diehard fans, keep your fingers crossed because this is a good one. It's not Bruce Willis. It's one of the uh, you know character parts that uh, had a very memorable line toward the end. Thank you very much. And uh, some good guests coming up. Yoshi Obayashi coming up. Uh, Jeff Ross may even stop by. Uh, the, you know, we talk about roast battle a lot. Well uh it's because of him it's on tv so it's only fitting he would uh come down hopefully at some point and uh, many other guests uh trying to book a C- couple 80s metal guys coming but those guys are tough to book They uh, don't have a car to get over here so, so. <laughs> 2017 it's tough yeah. so inappropriate girl, soundcloud and itunes follow joe dodge leave a review on itunes if you can and uh, that's all folks Open up.